Might as well do it again, huh? I mean, it's not like we don't do this every single day, Monday through Friday. The greatest show you've ever seen on uh, the internet. It's, it's almost like uh, they underestimate us a little bit. I feel like I need to do like a DJ drama scream over this beat. I'm not going to lie to you. They wasn't ready for us. Y'all knew they wasn't ready for us. What's good? They didn't want us to have a show. (laughs) So we made a show. (laughs) What's good, y'all? It's your boy, Pat the Designer, back at it again. Appreciate y'all for tuning in and rocking with us for another episode of the Windy City Breeze Sports Talk Daily. On today's episode, we got to talk about the Chicago Bears playoff hopes. Shout out to the Green Bay Packers for keeping them alive for us. We also got to look at Jalen Johnson. Is that man going out there and offering us the opportunity to pay him a whole lot of money? And then we're going to switch gears. We're going to get into a little bit of Bulls talk on this episode as well. The Chicago Bulls have a uh, an interesting turn of events happening here. I don't, oh, my God. What's going on here? <laughs> hey. I caught him doing it, so I had to put him on screen. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just glad that I'm back. I'm not <laughs> sick anymore. I'm just glad I'm back. Hey, He's hey, back hey. in the building, ladies and gentlemen. We got a lot to get to on today's episode. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, I used to have that timed up perfectly. I got to get back in there. I'm out of practice a little bit. Out of practice a little bit. Fade the music. 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 What's good, y'all? It's your boy, Pat, the designer, back at it again. Joined by the squad in the building. Yes, sir. Yes, man alive. JC in the chat. How you boys feeling today, man? Feeling good, man. Feeling good. Feeling good. good. Feeling healthy. Yeah, y'all both was dying, basically. Yeah, I mean, like, my (laughs) God. It was was ugly out there. I mean, kids out here in a Bill Cosby sweater. Ooh, we got to find a new name for that now, don't we? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Didn't you just do a reunion show? Jesus, did he? I, I don't think he's in prison anymore. No, he's definitely not no, in prison. He out of prison. But I just feel like the term, every sweater was a Cosby sweater until, <laughs> you know, now you don't really want to be in it. Yeah, I mean, that's not what you want to, that's not what you want to be uh, associated with, shall hey, I say. Jason in the, the building way. as well, looking like uh, he's, uh, his favorite album is Channel Orange. So uh, we got a lot to get into on today's episode, <laughs> hey, man. <coach>, really? <laughs> Hey, Channel wow. Orange was a great album, bro. Yes, it was. It was a great album. Never made another good one. I will say that. Never made oh, you didn't another. Like hey, bro, come on now. Bob was a good album. It was decent, bro. Come on now. Nothing Bob, ever. Back in the studio, too. Nothing ever matched up to Channel Orange, bro. Come on now. That was a different I'll type of album. I'll give you that. It, it, it wasn't on the same level. I will give you that. Nothing was ever even close. He he went. He took too long off. He took too long off. That's all I'm going to say. All righty then said we need to retire Cosby sweater and wife beater for the culture. You know what? I'm not going to lie to you. I've always called it a wife beater, bro. And that is a yeah, crazy. I did it too. wasn't it's until I got crazy older line. that I was like, hey, bro, what that mean? What did it really mean? Yeah. I never even bothered to ask it. I was just like, all right, white beater. Let's cool. Bro, I never, first off, half my life, I thought it was white beater, which is even worse <laughs> if you're being 100% honest, bro. But I was like, well, it's white and it's a beater. So, yeah, I mean, you and just, one, okay. And once all people right. start calling it an A shirt, I'm like, nah, that don't sound right. Yeah, nah, it's, 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 it's getting <laughs> weird, bro. <laughs> It's getting weird, bro. But let's talk a little bit of Bears football in here, boys. We got, uh, we got this, as, uh, as once said by the great, uh, Jim Carrey, so you're saying there's a chance. 
Oh, boy. <laughs> I know JC's big on the don't give me hope train, but hope is all the Bears have left. Oh, please and don't. ladies and gentlemen, they got a little bit more of it last night with the Green Bay Packers loss. I mean, I am happy about that. <laughs> and I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, we we got to break down that game a little bit as well. But uh, there's nothing more than I love than a good Danny DeVito. Or I'm sorry, Tommy DeVito. Uh, I've done that a million times. Don't worry Bro. about it. Come on now. Bro. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. Stop playing Bro. with it. Yeah, you know I mean, you gotta you gotta love the kid, bro. I'm not gonna lie to you. You know what I love about him? It's just Italian confidence, bro. That's all he's it's going all out there with. Hey, I don't actually know if he could play quarterback in the NFL. I'm not gonna lie to you, but he's he got the confidence of a dude, an Italian dude from Jersey, that you go up to him and say, I don't think you can do that. He'd be like, watch me, let me get the ball, my guy. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> bro. I love it. I love everything we're seeing, and I love the fact that he's helping the Chicago Bears out. Playoff hopes are still alive, boys, after last night's win. How are you feeling? Uh, one for the fact that the Bears are still in the hunt on this thing, and the Giants have the same record as us, which makes it a little bit more gross. Wait, but also wait, wait, the wait. fact that uh, the Packers might have got figured out a little bit last night. Hey, cor correction, real, real quick, because I looked on NFL.com just to see where we were in the hunt. They're not saying we're in the hunt, Pat. They're saying we're on the bubble. On the bubble, baby. <laughs> we're on, we're the bu on the bubble. We're on the bubble. So if the which is the greatest place today, to be. We're talking. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. What What are your thoughts on uh, the fact that we're on the bubble, shall we say? Well, first of all, I didn't think that we would be anywhere in, near playoff talks. But like you said, hey, every week it gets a little bit better. I like the fact that we played probably our toughest challenger in the Lions. I think I know the Cleveland Browns have one of the top hey. defenses in the oh. league, but. There Dogs we go. On that line. There we Although, go. Okay. I don't know if you guys have uh, just refreshed Twitter today. I've stopped hitting the refresh button because every time I hit it, there's a new Cleveland Brown that has gone down with injury. <laughs> like, I feel like oh, it's wow. me causing oh, it. See this. <laughs> oh, bro, we got, <laughs> we got Browns down all over the place today. Browns down. <laughs> Browns down. Don Burr's recovered, ladies and gentlemen. Don Burr is back in the chat. It's been a couple of days. We're wondering if he was okay. Uh, Don, are you good? Are you are you back? Hey, Don is like I'm nine and four. We in the woods. <laughs> Don, Don is like you're not even gonna beat our record. We're good. Hey, listen, Nobody listen, said we won listen. the Super Bowl, Don, hey, just because we beat y'all. Don, Don can beat his chest all he won in this chat. I know how football Jeez. fans are. Listen, it's been a rough four weeks. It's been a rough four weeks. <laughs> it's been a rough four weeks. Almost lost to the Bears. Lost to the Packers. Almost lost to the Saints. Lost yep. to the Bears. Been yep. a rough four weeks. Yep. But anyway, you know, no, I, I digress. Um, no, yeah, Brown's dealing with a lot of injuries out here, um, and it seems to be piling up. Let me see if I can pull up an injury report on them real quick. But you do that, I have to sit there and say this. Uh, Tommy DeVito had a nice little three-game stretch. I mean, yeah, he played. He's played well. I'm not saying he's. Yeah, I'm, he's just saying, yeah. I'm just saying he's he's playing with uh, he's playing with unbridled confidence, right? Like when his coach to, says, I "Love that word." When his coach <laughs> says. Uh, go out there and just sling it. He's not joking. <laughs> He's not joking. Yeah, I mean, hey, eighty-one percent completion rate. I didn't even know it was that high. I'm trying. Man to find said, I'm just gonna go out and play football. Forget y'all. I mean, listen, you can't you can't go wrong when you I got Cleveland playing the way that he's playing. But I I just I look at this uh this upcoming stretch now. Cleveland is really the team that we have to focus on because Excellent. you know with this now you have to go in there and find a way to get a win. One thing I will say, right. Joe Flock, I, as much as I, I need people to understand this as well, because I feel like Bears fans are kind of 
you know, we're we're we've been the bug under the shoe for so long. We don't feel like anybody else can be the bug. Um, when you look at the Cleveland Browns offense, yes, Joe Flacco came in there and absolutely delivered a heck of a game, a Flacco playoff performance there. But uh, don't think that the Cleveland Browns aren't looking at a Chicago Bears defense that took a top 10 Detroit Lions offense, if not, maybe still top five Detroit Lions offense and held them to one pass play over 20 yards. That is saying something about the Chicago Bears defense. The Chicago Bears defense is real. They're finding ways to create pressure. The uh, Browns offense is in a little bit of a flux as well. If you can't protect Flacco, we know which Flacco you're going to get. I think this defense is going to be able to create more takeaways. The biggest question is going to be on the flip side of this thing. How do you attack that Cleveland Browns uh, 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 defense that, I mean, listen, it, it's it's still it's still ridiculous dogs, bro. It's still ridiculous dogs on that team. And Miles Garrett's playing injured. But I think the offensive line that we saw on Sunday, that might be the worst showing we've seen from the offensive line kind of in this last few weeks of, of, of uh, football because Aiden Hutchinson basically just said, I'm going to pick on the weakest offensive lineman on every play and absolutely destroyed every yeah. single one of our, the players on our offensive line. And Miles Garrett is Aiden Hutchinson times 10. Times <laughs> <laughs> 10. Put all the spade to spade, baby. Times absolute 10. dog. An absolute dog in uh in, in Miles Garrett. So um the Bears got their work cut out for them. This is not gonna be an easy task by any means. No, not at all. And and the funny thing about it is I, I you get two different types of Bears fans right now. You get those who really want us to win and like try to win out these next couple games, which you know, I don't see the 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 I don't see the logic in that. I mean, I want my picks. I'm sorry, I do. Um, but at the same time, I, I do want us to build the confidence. So, like if we went out great, it means that we're keeping Justin for sure. We don't have to be in this QB conversation. Trading back is absolutely something we would want to do if yep. we went out and Justin plays well. Uh, I'm still of the elk that I am not looking forward to this game because Justin's riding a nice high. Yep. I want to see him continue that. The Browns defense scares the crap out of me. I get PTSD thinking about it. I don't know how he feels. <laughs> like you were on the field with him, the bro. Like, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm you gonna understand, that game. Bro. I felt like that's. I felt like somebody was. I felt like he was gonna die that game. Like bro, I felt you, like he was gonna get hey, seriously injured that game. Hey, facts. You have to understand. Like we weren't live calling games. We wasn't doing nothing yet. But I, I almost want to say we did a watch party for that. We we did something. I, I feel like we, we did a watch party for that because it was Justin Fields' first start. Oh, bro, boy. like Jason Peters died. <laughs> bro, he died. Bro, and Matt Nagy did not help him in the slightest. What I, I will know. say is this, though, right, boys? Like the one thing that I think the Bears' offense does have going into this game. One, what is your motivating factor? I think Justin Fields is going to be the most motivated we've ever seen him yeah. in this game to go out there and have a success. This could be, to me, what is the cap of a Justin Fields turning the tide success story? Yes. Because every defense that we have faced, that we have said, this defense is elite since kind of we've gotten on this little run here, right? I mean, you look back, we are now 3-1 and one in our last four games. Mm-hmm. We are 5-4 um, and four over the last nine. Yep. And Justin Fields has been the main catalyst of all of that. On top of all of that, you're talking about a guy who every time people have said, this defense is too good for you to stop, he's beating them. Mm-hmm. Right? This I'm mm-hmm. talking about this season in this run. Washington was the – and by the way, they're just blowing it up. 
Like I like yeah. I'm not gonna lie. If the Bears beat your team, beware because they may it may destroy your team. Like we're destroying yeah. morale. <laughs> like Washington literally was the team where they were like, great front four. There's gonna be takeaways all day. There's nothing the Bears are gonna be able to do. We beat them and they just started trading players. They was like, we'll send you Montez Sweat. We don't care anymore. We give up. Chico, you're probably getting fired. Let's just start getting people out of the building, bro. Yeah. I mean, like, it was crazy all of a sudden. We go out there and we beat the Lions. We almost beat them the first time. We finally beat them the second time. I, I turned on Pat McAfee this morning. First statement. Are the Lions done? Jesus, they're nine and four. It's all Nine and four. It's no, over. people know Lions are going to Lions, man. They know what's going on. <laughs> it's like, is this the same old Lions? I'm like, what? Like, they're a nine and four football nine team. Four, but man. but it, it'll be interesting to see if Justin Fields can slay this last beast because, um, and, and the offense as a whole can slay this last beast because this is mm -hmm. where Justin's career started in Cleveland taking on a defense that he absolutely was overpowered by. Now yep. we see you have more weapons. I, I felt good about the offensive line till last week, so I hope they haven't figured something out. Um, Because Aiden Hutchison absolutely destroyed the offensive line. I, I'm, I, w I went back. I've been watching the tape. It's not pretty. The offensive line should be apologizing to Justin Field. There's one play in there where literally five Lions almost had a chance to tackle him. Oh, was that the run? He broke Man, there's the one run. play in there where literally he drops yeah. back right side dead, yeah. right? Yeah. Nate, yeah. Nate Davis fell over. Oh, he man. like ducks under Hutch, sidesteps, the left side then collapses. Now this guy's coming from this side. He does like a step back, two lions hit each other. It was like, remember that? Uh, remember <laughs> it looked like remember in uh, uh, Longest Yard when uh, <laughs> when Paul Cruz said when he had, they had turned on him. The offensive line had turned on. He said, forget it. I'll do it myself. And then I like, ripped his helmet off. He like yeah. spins out, runs for like 40 yards, and then gets there. <laughs> That's what it looked like, bro. It was like, are y'all blocking for him? <laughs> so I'm a little concerned about the line. I say I'd have to say, I'm a little worried. But if these yeah. guys can get back on track, if they can do a good job and come up with a really good blocking scheme, uh, I think they're motivated going into this game. I think Justin Fields is going to be motivated going into this game. And I think that the Bears learned a lesson versus the Vikings, even in a 12 to 9 game that it ended, where or 12 to 10 game, how that game ended on how to close out games. Yeah. And yeah. I think that learning that lesson, you saw that play out versus Detroit. Now can you do it again versus Cleveland? Because I think that this is going to be a like 14 to 10 game. Yeah, this is definitely going to be a defenses versus defense type of game because Cleveland's offense is not doing anything. Did they uh, actually put just uh, take uh, Joe Flacco off of starting? Like I don't he had a great so. game, and then they, they they he's not going to start this week. So right? he's QB two on a depth chart. Uh, I don't know why they did that, but that is legitimate there. Yeah, that, uh, that, that was a little weird. I thought morning. I read that, but anyway, my point was I think that the Bears are going to have momentum, or they're going to have a real reason to to actually get up for this game because, as we already said, they're still in the hunt, so they have a reason to play and win. Uh, but just uh, a stat I looked up earlier on Justin Fields: his last six starts, he's thrown one thousand two hundred and eighty-four yards, ten touchdowns, two interceptions. He's three and three in that stretch, and would be five and one if he didn't go down injured in that fourth quarter collapse by the defense. Uh, and if this trend holds, then I think that Justin Fields is the quarterback moving forward. So I think one, you want to win this game because you're still in the playoffs. So you want to, you know, make sure that you have your team motivated. But then two, you're also evaluating Justin Fields' continued progress and seeing if he can keep up with this, along with winning uh, this this uh, style of play. You've seen him be 
good in those clutch moments, at least getting the Bears down the field in the fourth quarter. So uh, that's what you want to continue to see, progress. Hey, 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 shout out to Lord Crimson. He said, Grandpa needs time to recover. I swear I think that might be it. I swear I think Flacco probably went out there and was like, hey, oh, we're was- good to go. Here we go. We balling. And he got out of that game. He was like, that that's exactly what this is, bro. Shout out to Tanner with the super chat. Said, "What up? I'm assuming gang, uh, bear down." Justin was Justin was balling outside of a few inaccurate passes. Um, yeah, yeah, facts, bro, facts. Like, and that's that's the one thing that I do want to point out too when we talk about Justin Fields, right? Like that, the people that I'm willing to listen to are the people that can see the good and the bad because yeah. I can see the bad. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. it, like there's some people that if you're in support of him or you hate him, you can't see one or the other. And I think that that is an absolute joke. The inaccurate passes are bad and accurate passes. The, the two that he threw to Darnell Mooney, um, those should be on the money. Yeah. You, you shouldn't say, oh, it's Mooney's fault. It's like, how is that Mooney? Well, fault? the first one, the, the second one, no, the first one, Mooney still should have caught. Mm-hmm. Right. It first, that's, yeah. that's, like, that's like the Cole Komet pass, right? Justin could have threw a better ball. It still hit Cole Komet in both hands. Facts. Mm-hmm. It hit you in both hands. You should be able to catch the football, right? But just like with quarterbacks, there's times where the quarterback's not going to be able to make the throw. With receivers, mm-hmm. this time mm-hmm. your receivers aren't going to be able to make the catch. And so, you know, like I, I just, if you can see both sides of it, I can deal with that. I'm willing to have a conversation, even yep. if you're not in support of Justin being back. The people that bl- throw me off are just like, well, you know, uh, Justin Fields does this, 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 and this bad. Well, what does he do good? He does nothing good. It's like, well, yeah, all, <laughs> all the wins yeah. are literally him. Well, DJ Moore ran the touchdown in. That's called a wide receiver, brother. We're we giving him, <laughs> we giving him, we, 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 we hindering him because we're giving him, he's got a wide receiver that can run the touchdown. I don't get it. But um, yeah. no, I just, you've got I, a lot of people like that. It's, it's funny because, that's why I ask, are people Bears fans? Are they Justin fans? Are they just Justin haters? You know, if you're a Justin hater, obviously your team badger. You know, that's funny how that came up. Uh, <laughs> and things of that nature. Uh, watch out for the Wakanda jersey. Um, <laughs> but it, it's Don't like, hey, start. listen. Hey, it's like, hey, hey listen. Just, that just, jersey. That jersey. I looked at that jersey the other day. I said, that's the goal right there. That's that the goal good. right there. <laughs> there you, go. you know you what's wild it. is you can never see how fat you aren't until you're fat yes <laughs> and then you because i always thought like i always looked at that video right. like videos like that and be like man i'm too big and now i look back at it, i was like man i was the perfect size i let people shame <laughs> me into thinking i was fat bastard yep now look at man. me yeah exactly no but all that being said though it's it's like hey just let these these this season play out man just like this kid develop he's going to get better you know it may not fit our timeline whatever but like i i honestly see that he does have the ability and as uh i think that this cam newton interview is floating around everyone's using this as some type of talking point and it's like yeah i I appreciate it i understand the duality of it i like i like the conversation but let's be honest we're talking about cam newton who everyone said couldn't throw you know what though i think here's the interesting thing with all of it though like like the justin fields point comes down to one thing to me we can all say whatever we want um and, and I love when people write, like, are comparing Justin to Mitch and different things like that, where no player ever said, man, Mitch Trubisky's a player. Mitch Trubisky's difficult to stop. 
Mitch, in fact, they did the complete opposite. They went, we just got to put a spy on them and we know we can stop. <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah. Justin Fields, every the best defenders in the league. We're not talking about like regular dude. Micah Parsons. Mm-hmm. You 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 can have that dude in your sights and you won't catch him. You can have that dude in your sights and he'll find a way to make a play. Aiden Hutchinson, Miles Garrett, all of these guys are the best of the best of the best that do it. TJ Watt and and how they talk about Justin to me stands out because I yeah, think that, sure. you know, those are the guys who you look at and say, oh, well, he knows how to stop a quarterback. And he's saying that it's hard to stop Justin Fields. That might mean there's something there talented. By the way, latest Browns injury. This was an hour ago. Uh, Defensive tackle Maurice Hurst suffered a torn pectoral and is done for the season. You want to know how ugly it is this season for the Browns? Torn pectoral. If you want to know how ugly it is this season for the Browns, (coughs) here's the players on IR. Done for the year. Nick Chubb, Deshaun Watson, Juan Jones, Jed Wills, Jack Conklin, uh, Conklin. Whoa, said that name wrong. Hello. Uh, Maurice Hurst, Rodney, Rodney McLeod, Marquise Goodwin, Jacob Phillips, Jakeem Grant. Marquise Goodwin. Oh, wow. I didn't know he was on Players that. that are injured right now. Zadarius Smith, Oagbo. Oh, y'all know I can't say his last name. Uh, Grant <laughs> Delpit, Ethan Poick, Juan Thornhill, Denzel Ward, Miles Garrett, Jordan Elliott. Their record right now is eight and five. I'm so mad Nick Chubb went down. First pick in my hey, fantasy player draft. His injury was uh, horrific, wasn't it? It, it was bad. It was yeah, bad. We did, a, we did a little yeah, thing had, on He it. had the leg going the wrong direction on that one. That was, that was a tough one for him. Yeah. Uh-oh, kid, kid, and, uh, kid and got JC Internet out here. Yeah, oh, I mean, no. I, I, kid Internet looking bad out here, boy. Hey, <laughs> look, look a little pixelated. We, we, got, we got work on y'all Internet, bro. Y'all, y'all got to get that. Uh, y'all got to get that. Am I really bro? Y'all I actually look fine here. on here. I, y'all case, I can. I'm good. I'm not good. I'm not good. I mean, you just very pixelated and glitchy. You look. You look like a. Uh, you look like we got a strobe light on you right now. <laughs> it's all good, man. Hey, hey you know what I wanted to mention? Uh, as far oh, as ahead, like your ahead, point, ahead. your point is uh, is valid. As far as like you know, some of the best players in the league, as far as pass rushing, are, are, are on the same page with Justin Fields because when he breaks contain, it's a whole different story. I could have sworn that that touchdown that he scored, it almost looked like he was strolling in. <coughs> it didn't look like he was going full speed when he went to the corner of the end zone uh, to kind of put it out of, out, Bro, of, out of reach. I said this yesterday, and I hope people understand this. I don't care what quarterback you take in the draft. When you go back and you watch that, uh, <laughs> Lord said, Pat, need to get these men a race. <laughs> <laughs> King Book oh, said, "B kid, you got the PS One graphics right now." I'm um, looking like Tomb Raider out here, dog. <laughs> Lord Croft, that's, like <laughs> that's actually funny. Um, no, but when you look at just that run in, right? It looks simple. It looks quick. It looks like, oh yeah, anybody. 
Bro, there's no nobody in the draft right now can make that play. Nope. How he got to the end zone that quick. And like you said, it looked like he was jogging. There's nobody right now in the draft that can make that play. Caleb Williams is probably the fastest out of Maybe Jaden Daniels is a little bit faster. I don't know. Neither of them. Hmm. Neither of them getting in there for that play, bro. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't like that comparison, though, dog. Like, I don't like... Like, no, maybe they're not the athlete that Justin is, right? But we're still talking about three years versus rookie who may or may not. Like, some of those players in three years may be able to make those particular plays. Like, I, it's one of those things where it's like... You're not going to gain that that's much That's just speed. athleticism, yeah, though. That's, though. that's not that's playbook just pure speed and athleticism. That's, you're not going to gain that much more speed. <laughs> no, I feel you. Like his, But the thing is, it's like the problem you run into when you go down that slippery slope is... We're talking about Justin Fields, the athlete, and not the quarterback. And it's like most people are it's still in that realm where they want to see, is he going to make a throw that makes me have that same response? Yeah, but the problem is when we see those throws, people just invalidate them. You know, no, that, and, that, that, right. pass, that pass to DJ Moore and, and say what you want about it. Maybe it's, you know, Muzz are going to say, oh, he's a, a Justin Fields fan and he's overhyping it. Bro, quarterbacks. In the NFL, don't pull that off every day. Most quarterbacks don't even run that. Yeah, I mean, like that. I'm gonna be honest with you, there's not a throw that Justin has performed that that wowed me to the, to that point. I would just say he's gotten better. No, but, but that's he, well, he, no, he, I don't know, I don't know what you're talking about, bro. That throw to Darnell Mooney was crazy. I, I was just about to say, I thought that was. Man, you texted me about that though. Don't don't cap for the stream. No, now. no, I said it was a dot. No, don't get me wrong, but like, like in a grand scheme of things, like nothing about what he's put on tape wows me from his throwing ability nothing but i can see that he's a he's a i can see that he can make the throws that we needed to make and stuff like that and that's enough to keep him and roll with him don't get me wrong Eesh. like it was just all in that the conversation with people comparing them to like some people still compare to patrick Mahomes. like could y'all stop but see like, even that though there are like throws that just, no but even right when you look at the when you look at the game on sunday they're talking about him like they talk about patrick mahomes Throwing from that many different arm angles to get the ball through. Yeah. Every quarterback in the NFL don't do that. Usually just the ones that play baseball in college are the ones that do that, right? So Kyler Murray, you kind of see do that sometimes. You know, he's too short to kind of get something off. But, uh, you know, Kyler Murray will do that, right? Like the the uh, Pat Mahomes does that where it's like the throws start here and then here come this big fat dude in the middle of his face. And he's just like, all right, well, I guess I got to throw it like this. <laughs> and it sales 60 yards. Like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, you know I mean, like, so I just I don't think that there are throws that wow me to me. I and, and I talk about that play with DJ Moore. That is a Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams play. Because they were the only people that I see run it that consistently. Because you have to be on the same page with your wide receiver, which tells me that the DJ Moore Justin Fields relationship is growing, which I love. They, because they you got to be on the same page because they weren't planning on running a play. Braxton was like, I didn't know I was supposed to be blocking. Like, we weren't snapping the football. They just so were like, dumb. They were just dumb enough to jump off sides. I yeah. agree with that. But so it's, it's one of those things. Allow that, allow that time to materialize and become what it needs to. Like, I'm with that train of thought. I don't like the whole th concept of no one, no one in this draft could do that. You're right. No one in this draft is three years a, a, a professional in that system with the yeah. But I, but I was talking you know, about athleticism, though. You're not going to gain a ton of athleticism coming to the league. Usually, the best you are, like speed wise, 
is when you come into the league. Yeah, that only happens in video games. <laughs> you start getting hit. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know I mean, like once you start getting them NFL hits, like I think maybe Jaden Daniels might, but I'm I'm I ain't gonna lie. I love Jaden. I, I I'm really intrigued on what he's gonna be at the NFL level. If the Bears were to take anybody, I'd really look at him. That boy. Oh yeah, it's a backup project. He's so skinny. Yeah, he is. Hey, that's the one thing about these new kids that I don't like. Oh my, he's a taller young. It's like, when did y'all does y'all like not hit the weight room? Like, why are y'all so small? Like, what what is happening? The first thing I would tell him to do, or first person (laughs) I would tell him to call and work with, bro. I swear, I would say go go find RG uh, RG three. Go find figure out what the heck he need. He learned after he was out of the league because you gonna need to learn that coming in. Because, bro, Jaden, he's 6'4", 210 pounds. I don't believe 210. Ten? I'm not buying 210. But yeah. he's 6'4", 210 pounds. What's just for For him to get to where I would feel comfortable at at 6'4", no, nah, that's not bad, though. That's skinny, that's, when people, that's skinny when people running into you, dog. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just saying though, but that's not bad for six four two ten for a quarterback. That's actually pretty big for a quarterback. No, I mean, we got bro. quarterbacks right now. He's just tall. That's the UV dog. But he's just tall. <laughs> that's all that is. He's tall. I like that. But two ten is bro, two ten, he looked like RG3. Bro, at two ten, he's bigger than some receivers. At two ten, he's bigger than some receivers, yeah. But he's not going to a. Uh, I, I don't. I, he's that's, bigger than a lot of yeah, receivers. No, I, 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 six, but you got to also equate the the height as well. Six four two ten is skinny. Yeah, that's skinny. Like that's real skinny. Like what is like, Robert Harrison Jr. Is he six? He's six four, but he's like two hundred and I, I can't remember his weight. Like just hey kid, just in comparison, Caleb Williams is six one two fifteen. There you go. And Justin is six. Justin is six four. He's 6'3", 237. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence is 6'7", 220. Uh, that kid would be fine. Trevor Lawrence is hot, though? Yeah, I was just about to say 6'7". What'd you just say? They said he was 6'7", 220. Who said that? What, what website Lawrence are you looking at? Ain't, ain't no way, bro. <laughs> hey, dog. Oh, 6'6", 220. 6'6", ESPN at 6'6", uh, whatever. This really? I never like, knew that. Yeah, I knew he was that. tall, bro, but I ain't know yeah, that he was six seven. I'm like, he playing the wrong position. That boy needs to be a tight end. I mean, he should have been a tight end. But, uh, <laughs> but, but like at six at six four two ten, he'd be fine. Hey, I'm, like, I'm on I'm on NBA uh, uh stuff. Yeah, he's six six in uh, in shoes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like he ever playing barefoot. Hey, let me ask y'all this question, man. As we keep this thing going along, hit that like button, subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago sports daily. He one of them players that that he's so tall, height just changed depending on how he feel that day. Like you ever had a tall day? Like no, real talk. You ever had a tall day where you just feel like you're seeing over new stuff? Just like you, well? you stood up straight. Right, 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 right. <laughs> you stood up straight for the bras walking around my mama house the other day. I stood up straight for the first time in a while. Apparently, I was like, I can see over the refrigerator. <laughs> I feel like hey, that's funny thing is, is, hey, Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence is six 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 seven and throwing all these ints is crazy to me. Hey, but you also got to look at Trevor too, right? Like he's six 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 seven. Trevor been hurt. What three, four times since he's been in the league? Now he's uh, come back from all of them. None of them have been season-ending injuries, but he didn't. I mean, that last one, somebody fell on him. I can't do nothing about that. Somebody I mean, listen, fell on his ankle. People gonna fall on you. <laughs> it's no, football. but it's like the angle they fell on. They had nothing to do with his weight. I mean, if anybody falls on your ankle that way, you are gonna get hurt. Like yeah, you know, yeah. 
I don't know. I've seen Justin Fields get fell on a million times. Hey, his worst injury was a thumb, and he did it to himself. If we did, Justin got hit so hard last game, I almost thought that was gonna be the end. Bro, I was like, Jesus, that's why I don't want you running. That right yeah. there is why I don't want you. I just running. don't want him just running off the gut. Like if you're gonna let Justin Fields run, run to the sides. Don't go straight <laughs> into the middle. Hey, no, Bro. Justin made that decision of running to the middle. He got hit like he made that decision too. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so. hey, listen, that must was ugly, boy. He, I, I don't need no. Uh, let's, Look, let's, what are you talking about? Let's let's cut down the the quarterback sneaks out there. That's all I'm saying. Um, but no, <laughs> at the end of the day, um, let, let me ask y'all this. Let's switch gears a little bit because. This Bears offense has really been the talk of the town right now, playing well, second half, all of that. But you got to kind of focus in on the defense. Um, this defense right now, to me, is playing the best that we've seen a defense play here in Chicago since 2018. Thanks. Takeaway numbers are ridiculous. And a big part of those takeaway numbers is Jalen Johnson. Hey, um, pay, that pay that man his money. Listen, pay that. I, I was, I was, <laughs> Delito, baby. Money, baby. <laughs> I was probably the biggest. Uh, you don't pay cornerbacks that don't take the football away. Yeah. And like, and, and listen, I still believe that. I still stand on that. Um, you don't pay cornerbacks that don't take the football away. I love the pass breakup numbers. I love the, uh, <laughs> the, the coverage numbers. I love everything, right? Where it's like, it's kind of he leads the NFL in coverage sacks. People don't throw towards him, and they do. They throw at him. But yeah, I, I love all of those. Mm-hmm. But Deion Sanders ain't Deion Sanders without getting a pick and then taking it back to the house at high step. Now we're seeing Jalen Johnson become the guy who can get the takeaways. Facts. I have nothing to say. Now. Hey, 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 money gun, money gun. Maybe, maybe yeah. cash in on some of the pick sixes. You you missed two of them. You, you could have had two pick sixes, right? And maybe cash in on some of those. But beggars can't be choosers. And you know what? This was an, a defense that was begging uh, for somebody, anybody, anybody in their mama to play competent. And uh, you saw him come out and be able to play competent. Are you guys paying Jalen Johnson? Oh, expeditiously. Like when a player goes out there and tells you, hey, pay me my money. I pay me. And he goes out there and proves to you that he needs to be paid. Pay that man. Pay, cut the check. There's yeah. no reason to be. Hey, listen, I need Ryan Poe's hands to not get cramps on writing checks and pay that man. His money. <laughs> That's all I need him to do. That's all. Indubitably, <laughs> I, I think I think the 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 interesting part of this is, are you going to be able to pay him to keep him here long term? If I'm the Bears, I think the logical move next season, so that you can continue to add to this team, is the franchise tag him. Um, mm, no. Franchise tags usually piss people off. That that's why I'm saying don't do that. Don't yeah, do I that. wouldn't do that. <laughs> but I'm gonna be real with you. Here's why I say that. He's already pissed off. He already doesn't want to, right? He said he's not coming back to the table. He's already said, and, and it's not to say he doesn't like playing for the Chicago Bears and different things like that, but in theory, right, you've already burned that bridge, and the entire NFL kind of burned a lot of those bridges because basically he went out and was like, this is what I'm worth. And the whole league looked at him and was like, no, you ain't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that, that makes it hard for me to think that 
Jalen Johnson is just going to play nice with everybody. And, and I want people to understand this. And, and John Yurkovich says this. Um, and it's such a key point. The Bears will have to pay more than everyone else to keep Jalen Johnson here because it's going to cost you more for me to deal with the disrespect that I feel like I was dealt. The rest of the NFL may be able to get him at one price. The Bears will probably have to go above and beyond on that price for them to keep him here because I don't think Jalen Johnson long-term sees himself as a part of this defense. Now, maybe now things have changed. Pressure's here. You're starting to see the tide turn. Maybe that changes his mind. But I don't think you let him walk out of the door. He's a 26-year-old DB. If you can't get him back to the to the table, you throw the you throw the tag on him. He's upset about the tag. I'm sorry. Here's here's your 20 or what is it? I think his his tag is 18 million, something like that. Like here's your 18 million. Show up, play. You get 18 million dollars. Here you go. Now, how many tags can you? You can only how many franchise tags? You can tag him twice, right? I mean, yeah, you can. One person twice. The second the second tag is. Hey, that's you, crazy. You, you just pay him. Yeah, <laughs> you just pay him. Yeah. That'd or let crazy. him know. Like, like if you tag him twice, just pay him. Like, stop, yeah. stop playing around with him. And what I will say is this, right? I, I love this tweet, right? Uh, Daniel Greenberg sent this one out. He said earlier on in the season, uh, Chicago Bears cornerback Jalen Johnson said that he wasn't trying to reset the cornerback market and contract negotiations. But he said on 670 to score today that with the way he has played so far this season, his view on the market has changed. That tells me that he's looking at the Chicago Bears and saying, Hey, y'all want me? Pay me. <laughs> and I'm talking about pay me. Hold I, I'll, I'll bet you Jalen Johnson, because he, listen, anywhere else, he's not resetting the market. He goes to any other team, I don't believe he resets the market. Hmm. <clears throat> the funny thing is, I, I have to ask this question, because Pose put a lot of one-year, uh, was it three one-year contracts on some people? Uh, Yannick has a one-year contract, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of just one year guys out there. So yeah. how many of those people are you keeping? Yannick no, may not be probably a guy none here. of them. Honestly, of them. you need to upgrade the edge. I mean, so one, Trey Edmonds. You already you already resigned the one one year guy. I would. Oh, keep by the way, Jalen Johnson, twenty four. By the way, as well. Oh, oh, guess what? No, you, yeah, you yeah, very young, very young, yeah. play, very young player. Hey, you pay that. You man. got to. Uh, Tremaine very Edmonds is not. You wouldn't keep Tremaine Edmonds. Is it? It's this is a senior guy. Absolutely. What? Tremaine what is not a one-year player. Tremaine on a one-year deal. Tremaine He's not on a one-year. No, yeah, no, no, we, we, we got him. We paid him. Who yeah. who else is on a one-year? I'm sorry. Is it? Wasn't Demarcus uh, Walker we, on a one-year? Uh, Billings was on, I believe, a one-year deal, but we resigned him already. We resigned him already. Yeah. So Yannick is the only person I'm thinking of there. Uh, Demarcus Walker. No, I think D Walk is here. Uh, D no, D Walk is here long term. I yeah, believe. Yeah, that's what you. He's he was. Um, I think he got a three-year cheap deal, something like that. Let's see contracts. Three-year, twenty-one million. Yeah, he, he Green. Okay, I think King Book of the World, Rasheem Green. Yeah, Rasheem Green can go too. Yeah, Form, oh, Foreman is on a one-year. That's true. Foreman is on. A oh, one we need. Year. We need. He's a running back. He's not gonna break the bank. Uh, we got we need to keep him. We got. Yeah, he ain't gonna break the bank. Uh, um, Mooney. Let me get you two years, four million. Mooney ain't gonna break the bank. <laughs> Yeah, you, you, need backs, man. you got DJ Moore again. Here's the funny thing. When is DJ bro. Moore's contract up? He signed he signed before he left. DJ Moore got three years already. He get 19 or two more years of this. He he get 19 million this year. Is uh, his new contract the same year that Justin gets his? 
they would line up. When his is it up, would so line up technically, know. yeah. If if the Bears pick up Justin's fifth year option, they would all line up together, yeah. But his is a his DJ Moore is a reducing is a contract that continues to go um, down every year. Like said Equinemius St. Brown is on his last year. Oh, he can go. Um, he can go. Uh, let's heck of a blocker, baby. Heck of a blocker. Hey, hey, listen. You need you need your blockers. Yeah, no, he can go. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm good. No, pay him. Pay J, pay Jalen his money. Are you resetting the DB market with him though? Yes. Because I mind you, you gotta, you have to. You have I to. wouldn't mind it because hey. so so here here's here's the stats though. Because again, we're, if we're talking about PFF talking about he's one of the better coverage cornerbacks in the league. Well, he's backing it up now with the whole complete game. He's got four interceptions this year. Before this year, he only had one for his entire career. Yeah, which one? So was so no no matter no matter how mad he was about oh well I'm I'm supposed to get paid and I, his stats are backing it up now. He's not just covering people and the ball's not getting it. He's taking away the ball to shorten the, the, the field for the offense. Like he's doing his job on, on every facet. 100%. I will say this though. Jair, by the way, 21 million. So this 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 is your tops, right? And and I guess if we're talking about him resetting, I think kind of where we were before was him as a maybe a James Bradbury or a, or a, a Travarius Ward kind of area, 15, 13 million, something like yeah. that. Jair yes. Alexander is 21 million. So you're giving him what? I pay him 21 million. I want to see what Jair has done this year. Right, we're well, going to give you, you 1 million more, baby. 22 million? <laughs> 20. You want to know why? Let me be honest with you. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. And we I got it that. though. We it's do. A, got it. I'm, not, I'm not saying don't, right? Like to to the whole reason I didn't want to pay him is because he wasn't getting turnovers. If we're being 100 percent honest, um, he's now at a point where he's getting a turnover. He is uh, uh um could have had a few more. And he's he could have had a few more, and he's on pace where if the turnovers continue, he might finish the season with seven interceptions if he can keep this up. In eight weeks of play, this is he's not. This is like recent. This is like eight weeks of the season. This is not. Yeah, I mean, like a long. This is not a uh, uh, um, a full season of work. This is like the last eight weeks of the year. I guess this is the the anal analytic part of me that just asked this question. Like, what changed that allowed him to get these takeaways? Montez Sweat. There we go. So, like, we just are finally yeah. getting pressure. Yeah. You yeah. start finally getting pressure that allowed him to do his it job. It always starts up front. Yep. So that so that the narrative before was where he's not doing this, he's not doing that, and I get it. Don't get me wrong; it's not coming to uh, you know any one of you all because it's 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 literally what was happening. He was he had the breakup numbers, but he wasn't getting the takeaways. But yeah. he wasn't also getting a lot of help to do that. Like everything kind of helps one another. Now that we're getting the pressure on the QB, he's getting his takeaways. Yeah, he's gonna. Yeah, Montez Sweat got you paid. Go ahead, you got to pay him. You got to pay him. <laughs> Here, here's the uh, here's the stats for Jair. I just wanted to line it up just to make sure I am cool with the 21 mil at the least. Jair had only five interceptions for the whole season last year. Before that, he only had like one every season. Other than 2019, he had two. So And, and he had zero this year. Ooh. So if you're talking about paying him 21 mil to kind of line up with him, I'm for it. I'm not going to lie to you. That's just called an overpay. Jair had a five-pick season and, got, and, and uh, uh, was getting money. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, shout out to Jair. Glad he got it, but it, yeah, he had that. He had that. He had that Kyle Fuller year. You know what I'm saying? Like, by the way, shout out now to granted, Jair's only played five games. 
Jair's only played five games this year, so that that kind of plays into that. that money, baby. He got that money. <laughs> he definitely got that money, bro. As soon as he got that money, he's gone. No, I'm just. I thought that. I thought that uh, he was. He was. I don't know. I can't deny what what I've seen. I guess if that's the case, it's just the question on would you reset the market with him? He's young, mm-hmm. right? Like he's he's young. He's young enough to where I'm paying you twenty two, twenty three million now. Uh, maybe we can work it out where it's kind of like DJ Moore's contract, or and it doesn't you know boost up at a crazy amount, but. I mean, outside of that, you're talking about probably a six-year deal. For this guy, you're probably paying him till he's 30. Like, you're paying him long-term. I mean, that that allows him to go back out, be able to get the uh, – hit the market one more time at 30 to be able to go out there and make play. Like, Are you talking about a six-year, 118-type contract? Yeah, bro. Mm. That's that's what you're talking about. That's how you reset the market. It's yeah, it'd be more. Yeah. It'd be like 130 at 22, 23. 6, 1, 2, what, what's 6, 6, 2 is 6, 2 is 6, 1, 20. 6, 1, 20. It's 130. So, I mean, 120 is, is literally 20 million a year for six years. Yeah. That's yeah. not resetting the market. He's still no, left. You, that's why that's why I was saying, like, yeah, 22 million a year don't sound crazy, but then you start, hey, six year 125. How much is guaranteed? How much does it get in bonuses? What it is still it's not like, it doesn't it's sound crazy money. for about six total years. I think everyone when they hear that big number, they think they get it all up front. And unless it's guaranteed, <laughs> fully guaranteed, a lot of that money is not even there. Even then, the, the guaranteed money could be spread out a lot of different ways. Um <laughs> is he able to defer his salary like Shohei? Hey, that was crazy. That was that has to be the biggest blow in sports. Like you don't get the biggest guy, and then he defers his contract to like ten million, two million. Hey, hey, I would feel so demoralized if I was like a diehard Cubs fan. Like, I am. Yeah, I am. Bleached, and then he deferred his money to help the team. We lost on all fronts. I I would be so sad. I I was rubbing it in right now. I told y'all, boys, man, (laughs) that was never coming nowhere cold. He flew to Toronto just for a trip to Toronto. That's all that was, bro. He wasn't doing nothing up there. They said, hey, you meet with the team? Nah, I'm eating dinner, baby. Drake is up here. I'm I'm meeting Drake. I'm meeting with OVO. I'm not meeting with Toronto. (laughs) Hey, I don't the bad thing about it is he deferred it without interest, which is like that's even worse. Oh, yeah. That means he's not even trying to gain any extra money on top. Hey, of facts, Torian. Like, they making endorsement money. I mean, he, he don't need that. Right. Oh, he he not worried about the he not worried about the, worried the about upfront that. money, man. Hey, man, we appreciate y'all for tuning in, showing love. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page, leave that five star review. Y'all know what to do. It's the only channel. Talk of Chicago sports. How Chicago talks. Make sure you stay in tune with us, man. Let's switch gears here, boys. Let's finish this thing out on uh, some Bulls basketball talk because hey, my yo, God, yo, my God. Hey mm-hmm. yo! I think it's uh, five games. Is five games enough to confirm it, boys? It's five games enough to just finally say it. Championship. Uh, I, I'll say. I'll say. I, it I, I don't know about that. Is that what you were gonna say? <laughs> no, not at all. No, absolutely not. No. <laughs> uh, hey, Steve-O, After the show, I will send it to you if you don't get it by then. Oh um, wow! Um, after tonight, I'll say it. Tonight, because today we played uh, Denver. We got Denver oh, at yeah. seven. Yep. We got Denver match. at seven tonight. But, uh, I mean, listen, boys. Depending on how we play against Denver, I'm going to say it. Are the Chicago Bulls better without Zach? 
Oh, I've been saying yes. Five games? Get and you've seen here. this team now go toe-to-toe, take it to overtime once, uh, t- uh, twice, versus what's supposed to be the class of the Eastern Conference. Now, y'all know how I feel about the Bucks. A little interesting there. They're uh, they're, they're a little oh, bit of a, a head coaching assignment that's going to be wide open. Somebody's hey, about to get fired. Bro, bro Adrian, <laughs> I told y'all Adrian Griffin ain't got no game plan, bro. He still don't know how to use them two together. That's a whole different thing. About to uh, get fired. Listen, <laughs> that team to me, the mindset of the team is different. The goals of the team feel different. And that does go into talking about, right, the Chicago Bulls having a conversation today about wanting to go out and get winning players. Um, the Bulls are still in win-now mode. I don't know if you guys knew this or not. Um, AK is never going to blow it up. I've We've only been saying this for, I don't, I don't know, know, the entire time. <laughs> He's bad. never going to blow it up. You know what I mean? Like, Get used to it. This is the motto of the team. They're going to try and be competitive every single day. But, I mean, listen, let's start it off here. We'll talk about that as well. But are the Bulls better without Zach Levine in the lineup? And do you at any point have to think about putting Zach Levine back out there? If you – because I'm going to be real with you. Yesterday, to me, dropped his trade stock tremendously. The team played better without Zach Levine and Alex Caruso wasn't out there. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah. His trade stock like is plummeting Big to group. me in my mind. Now, if there's a team that already has him pegged as the guy that they're like, we're going to bring him in. He's going to be on our team, blah, blah, blah. We, when, when we want Zach Levine, he's, he's going to be our player. Then it doesn't matter. But, I mean, like, the Bulls are making Alex Caruso off limits, and they're calling everybody and their mom about Zach. <laughs> That's very telling. And yeah. I've said this before. I've, I've talked about this on the show before as well. Michael Reinsdorf has never been a big fan of Zach Levine is, from sources I've heard from. You know what I mean? He, he kind of was on board with trying to see what the experiment uh, would do, which, listen, uh, I'm, I hope we get to the point where we can make $250 million experiments. Uh, <laughs> no, I lost it, but I just want to see something real quick. Um, and I just, I feel like this Bulls team is a completely different basketball team than what we saw literally before the trade deadline, or I'm sorry, the trade deadline, before Zach Levine requested his trade and after, once they sat him down. Like this team is now playing with a fire that I haven't seen from a Chicago Bulls team probably until the first 35 game. I keep saying this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to say it. Uh, Miami Heat are gonna trade for for Zach Levine. I don't care what nobody say. I mean, Pat already said they don't Wouldn't want mind that. Yeah, Pat lies. <laughs> Pat lies. All right, it's just like Pat lies. All right, Pat. Pat also know, didn't want Dame, but then all of a sudden, you know, we find out that not only did he was he willing to give up Jaime Hawkins, uh, the Blazers just didn't want to sell him. Hawkins. <laughs> Hey, I'm hey, by the way, Tyler Hero is supposed to be off limits for a trade. The right name comes around. Tyler Hero is the first well, I don't think Tyler Hero was ever off limits. limits for a trade. Yeah. Hey, Tyler Hero was the main piece of the trade. Tyler was like, God, dog, bro. They trying to trade hey, me to everybody and their mama. Everybody and their mama. They Listen, we need shooters. Yeah. yeah. Nah. Nah. Let me ask you this. Do you like the fact that the Chicago Bulls are not going into blow it up mode? Because that is the latest report as well that the Bulls are going to be a team who um, 
is basically going to continue to go out there and try to compete night in and night out, uh, as reported by uh, Mike Scott, Scotto, Scott, 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 what, Scott Scotto, Scott, Scotto, I don't know how to say your name. Sorry, <laughs> I named Mike, uh, who wrote a good Mike. <laughs> good article. Uh, said the Chicago Bulls are looking for win now players on the trade market. They're looking for players that can help them win now and maybe pick and maybe a pick down the line if they can add to their cupboard, which basically means I want veteran help and I want it now and I want to still be competitive right now versus looking to the draft to try and fix this team. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a, And this is all jokes aside at this particular point. I, I like it simply because it fits the timeline of the two main pieces that we have. Uh, Vooch is not getting younger. Uh, DeMar is definitely not getting younger. He's still playing at an elite level. Um, the way that they've been able to, to rally around the young guys have rallied around them and the way that synergy is going, it kind of just makes sense. So you want to, you don't want to mess up that nucleus now that you've actually found out what the cancer is, or if you want to call it that, I, th- I just think there's a difference in, in ideology. Yeah. I'm not going cancer. I heard a couple I don't want to do that. And I was like, he's not, yeah, a that's a little too far. Not a, I think, yeah. I think the team fell off genuinely because they really like Zach Levine. And they were upset that their boy just requested a trade to leave them. And then at the same time, I don't think Billy Donovan could handle that type of pressure at that one position. I still say it again. Zach Levine, we want Zach Levine to do exactly what DeMar DeRozan does for us. (coughs) And there was, there's no way that you were going to have both of that work out. So this is, you know, I always felt like they should trade one of them. They go this route. This actually kind of saved them some money in in the long run. You get to, the opportunity to either either re-sign uh, Demar or just see how the season plays out. Before you know, I highly doubt we let him walk for nothing though. Um, and so, like, I I like the idea. Um, it's a risky one. I'll be honest with you because this would be the perfect time for him to retool. So if he goes this route of trying, I mean, rebuild. So if he goes this this route of trying to retool, and we end up being in purgatory again for the next I don't know three four seasons. This is going to be the defining moment of his tenure in Chicago. We're going to go back to that. Like, no one would have blamed AK for resetting <laughs> right now. Bro. No like, one would have blamed him. But I, the fact I, that you chose to be competitive now yeah. in, in, a, in a time where the East is loaded at this point, I mean, I'm going to trust it. I'm stick to your hey, guns. Hey, I'm going to trust you, but it's 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 gonna it's a lot of opportunity for backlash on that. You, so. you, you're assuming defining moment would mean uh, that this is something that could possibly get him fired. I keep saying this. He ain't going nowhere. We're going to see AK. For how long he been here? Two years? Three years? Three how long years. AK been here? Three years? Two, three. He's got at least 17 more years. <laughs> He's got at least 17 more years before we even think about moving on from him. John Paxson and Gar Foreman were here so long, and there was a million <laughs> defining moments that should have gotten them fired. Never did. Yep, never did. Hey, hey, we we just went, basically, the whole tens after Derrick Rose went down the first time, right? So he went down the first time at what, 12? After that, it pretty much was over. The rest of the teens, yeah, we didn't do nothing. You know the funny thing we brought in D Wade and Rondo, yeah, and then we lost the rest of the time. Like that's ten years of losing. Here's a here's a funny thing, and I'm gonna say this because I just saw someone mention Kobe, and I've said this to Pat privately. I'm like Kobe. I can see why he would keep Kobe because he does give me like early stage Jamal Murray vibes. Okay. 
he gave me early stage Jamal. Like, remember that point? Like, because Pat, well, I don't, Pat was I, like, Pat yeah. was on the Pat, Jamal Murray's kind of trash train for a while. And then all of a sudden, oh, he no, Jamal Murray up. was. I ain't going to lie to he you. Was, he was trash. But no, that, no, that man was trash. We, we, changed, we changed because we saw how Malone was using him. It became Mike Malone is trash. Now they both end up winning. But it became yeah, Mike, Mike Malone, Malone is man. trash because we would look at, I, I was just looking at it. And I was like, Jamal Murray, like, this man put up 14 one game and like, 37 the next. And then we started looking at it. And it was like, he, he played, played seven minutes. minutes in the last game. What the <laughs> heck happened there? Yeah. And he played like, 45 the next game. What are we, rationing minutes to roll over? He got rollover minutes? Like, I hated how Mike <laughs> <Miller> rolled over <laughs> minutes. So seeing Billy now, like, really have the opportunity to see, put Kobe more in his element. Yeah. And seeing how Kobe is, like, really gravitating and taking advantage of his opportunity. Like, I kind of like the move to stick with this and kind of build some continuity. Um, I, I I just, again, it all depends on what you get back for Zach. Kind of depends on what Patrick Williams decides to do. Um, is the DeMar DeRozan fall off imminent? I mean, we got, we're still talking about someone who he's 35 now. It's not, I'm not going based off his age. It means a lot of our favorite players are in that 35. I mean, years. listen, he shoot middies and passes the basketball. That man put up 41 and 11 yesterday. Five more years, bro. Like we've been for sure. Hey, for bro, sure. and how he shoot his middies. Like, Muzz has finally gotten to the point where they like, <laughs> I love the adjustment. Like, if you watch it, teams have finally gotten to the point where they're like, we're not biting on the pump fake. So now DeMar just don't pump fake. He just shoot the first one. But the and funny now they just going to start biting on the pump fake again because they're like, oh, he's shooting on the first one. God dang it. But the funny thing is, like, mm -hmm. we're still in such unprecedented times because, like, it's so many of our favorite players are, like, 34, 35, 36. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, modern medicine and stuff like that. But, like, we still are waiting for, like, the fall off. Like, yeah. every well, every one of our favorite players had that one season where it was just like, he just ain't got it the same. And it's like, when does that happen for DeMar? Like, he's closer to that happening than anything else. So, like, how long do you ride with continuity in that respect? Who's the next person that comes in as, like, our closer for that? If you're going to bet on winning now, that's the only thing I, I worry about. Like, are you going to definitively get a legitimate point so Kobe can be the legitimate too? Yeah. And who saves the day when DeMar is not available? Well, and, and I think here's the thing, right? The, the reason that you can kind of stick with this team the way that you are, the reason that you can not focus on, okay, we're rebuilding or we're doing all of this is because of Kobe. Mm -hmm. Kobe's last 10 and five of those, right, without Zach Levine. I mean, I mean, really, the last five. Let's just say the last five, right? Zach Levine went out in, uh, was it was the Bucks game the first one or the Celtics game? I think the Bucks game was the first the one he said. He didn't play. He didn't play against the Bucks. 23, 23, 4, no, and 7. We were at that game. No, Kobe played versus the Bucks. Zach didn't Kobe play. Kobe played. Zach didn't play. No, I thought you said Zach didn't 20, play. No, yeah, Zach didn't play. Yeah, yeah. 23, 4, and 7. 31, 9, and 6. 19, 9, and 6, which the rebound numbers, bro. I'd be forgetting this dude is 6'5 mm -hmm. because of the arms, bro. I'm telling you, I'm forgetting everything. <laughs> oh, no, no, you didn't. It's the arms, bro. He likes hey, arms. He, he literally got, got the 2K bill, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he got a literal 2K build. You know how you shoot better with shorter arms? It's literally 2K, bro, I swear. But uh, versus the Hornets, 19, 9, and 5. Mm -hmm. Versus the Spurs, 24, 4, and 6. Versus the Bucks, 33, 6, and 4. He's having a run, man. 
He's having a nice it's one. All without Zach yeah. Levine on the floor. Before that, he was playing well, right? There's still some 20-point games in there, but you got 25-3, and 23-1-5, and 14-3-3, 23-5-4, 19-1-3. You can see the difference. Yes, he's still the scorer, but he's not the total player with, that, with Zach Levine on the floor. And to me, I think that that is the conversation why AK had the uh, – and let me see something real quick. That's what I, I swear that's what he said, bro. He had, he had to literally look at that first game versus the Bucks and be like, hey, yeah, Zach ain't going to be here the week. They got to the end of the week. He said, yeah, it's going to be another four weeks, brother. I don't know about that. <laughs> you know, the <laughs> best thing I like about line, that baby. is Kobe doesn't fight for the shots that DeMar takes. You see what I'm saying? Like, I, I, let me, I'm trying to articulate this it's right. It's within the flow of the offense. It's within the flow of the offense. Even late game, you see Kobe give that ball to DeMar. You let DeMar be DeMar. Mm -hmm. It always felt like Zach wanted that same opportunity or those same shots. Yeah. And so that's the only thing. It's like, and I don't blame Zach for wanting that. Zach wants to graduate and be that guy, that player. It's nothing wrong with that. Like, nothing wrong with that at all. It just don't fit what we got going on. I right think now. I think there's always been neither side believed in each other. I really do believe that. And I think you hear that in Zach Levine's latest comments when he talked to the, at the post, uh, uh, at the... Uh, uh, um, he brought it back to the facility basically and was talking about it. And, and, you know, he said, you know, there's, there's a lot of dialogue on both sides that isn't, you know, put out there in the, in, on front street, but there's, you know, a lot of dialogue being put out there about things that aren't being said. And to me, right. As he was going through all of that, it was just like, all right, what the heck are you talking about? And then as you kind of listen to the rest of what he says, it's like, don't either y'all trust each other. Like, don't neither of y'all really like, I, and I feel like that's always been there because even right after I was hearing about Michael right after Zach Levine got paid, I was like, we well, got to trust him a little bit. He just gave his dude $250 million. And the people I was hearing about was like, I was writing the skybox with him. Like, I'm just telling you what I heard. Right. So it's like, that. that's, that's the, that's the part where to me, there's a distrust here. There's a distrust here. And we saw both of them fall off. Are we surprised that uh, Zach Levine didn't trust the Bulls? Um, I mean, Zach has been through a lot with this organization. I, I'm, I'm, I would say I'm more surprised. He's been through a lot. It's, it, listen, if, if, yeah, no, nah, the Bulls as your first. No, but if if what we've injury, heard is, yeah. if what we've heard is true about the reason that the rift happened, I'm sorry, that's mad light skin. <laughs> if if you're pissed off about getting benched in a Charlotte game where literally you were useless. Mm -hmm. we all remember it was so bad we remember the game like you know how you just kind of be like oh he was mad about this moment and it's like i don't really remember. okay like all right that's a weird thing to be mad about i remember exactly the game yeah he literally Ooh. was the worst basketball player on the court versus the charlotte hornets who have a team full of the worst basketball players on the court <laughs> It's the coach's job to put the best five out there. Like you, you're complaining about your, you you being in there when you weren't impacted the game. And that to me, like, yes, that's a moment. Y'all should have had y'all moment. You got beef with that. Boom, that's right there. And Billy Donovan shouldn't have benched me. Billy saying, yes, I should have benched you because you was trash, blah, blah, blah. Y'all go back and forth, box it out. It should be dead. Depends on what Billy says. No. I mean no, let's I mean, keep it real. No. We know there are certain statements Listen, and things that are said behind closed doors. Like men gonna be men the at thing. the end of the day. Depends and, and on it, how Billy handled it. And it and it's all, but here's my thing, right? It's all based on who the coach is, right? 
Because I've watched Spo do that to Jimmy, and Jimmy sit on the end of the bench like, what the heck am I doing here? Almost once a year. We all we almost talk about Billy Jimmy getting benched once a year because yep. he's having a horrible game. And then you know I, I want to see it this year when ain't nobody to fight him because hey, Steve, that's what I'm talking about. Hey, Jimmy, Jimmy might have, have Billy did it because Billy didn't bench them all like that. No, he 100 didn't. I, and I've always said Demar Derozan for some reason is above being benched. I don't know what that is. So like so like depends on how Billy handled it. Yeah, like yeah. if Billy's being fair, like Spo was fair. But his, Spo is gonna sit anybody. All right, cool. I can get nah, it. But what I'll say is what I'll say is this, right? I got stories of Spo telling LeBron, shut up. <laughs> well, we saw it. It ain't stories. <laughs> I mean, hey, hey, I can and, it was, and it was crazy. It was a BA in there and everything, bro. Like, shut I, up. I, I can I can oh, get whoa, it. With that. Whoa. Hey, now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, but if you're gonna play favorites, come on, hey, like hey, he, this he is was, new guy. I've been here. He was one word away from throwing a band. But here's the thing, right? <laughs> hey, I swear he was. Here's here's my thing, though. When I look at Zach Levine in that moment as the supposed leader of the team, there coach you go. bench me. Uh, you bench Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler stand up, and he's going to go over to the coach, and he's going to say, put me back in the game. He's, gonna, he's going to – I'm the leader of this team. You're not taking my team away from me. You're not taking me off the court. And I don't care how bad I'm playing. Put me back in the game. Jimmy also got shipped around three different teams because of that attitude. Too. <laughs> so, well, that's well, we come on now. We know those. But, teams but I mean, like right, money. like that. Yes, that attitude is that. But to me, if you're the number one on the team and I bench you, <laughs> you should be pissed that I benched you. And it was more of a, oh right, like in that moment, it was just like, all right, I'm I'm out then, I'm done. And this is yeah. not listen. This this is not slander towards Zach. I think Zach has been a good player here. I don't know if he's been a great player. He's been a really good player, though. He's been a good player here. A really good player. He's still, you know, not he, he's not gonna finish number two. I will say that. <laughs> well, no, he's not. Well, he's already the second. Nah, best he might be the second best shooting guard we've ever had. He's already the best second second best shooting guard we've had. Who's above him? <laughs> <laughs> hey, JC <they see> thinking. <laughs> hey, Jay, hey, hey, who's above hey, him? Hey, hey, JC, who's above him? <laughs> I'm not even gonna play this game. That's because you ain't got the answers. Hey, come on now. You, you can't get the answer. Guard is better than Zach Levine in Chicago Bulls history. Michael Jordan, obviously. Oh, okay. All it right, took cool. me so right, long. It took me nervous. so long. We got nervous. <laughs> we got nervous. We got what, nervous. What are we doing? Oh <laughs> uh, no, that was that was back in the original Breeze days. AD had no idea. He spent ten minutes like, "Who's above him?" AD's legit. <laughs> there. I, uh, I thought y'all wanted me to say like Ben Gordon or something. I'm like, are we serious? No, no, I no. Nah. I, honestly, I had to. I had to think about that. Like, he, he probably is the second best shooting guard in Bulls history, unless you're throwing John Salmons up there. You know what I mean? Oh Lord! Hey, Sal had a run. Hey, John Salmons had a nice had a run. John was decent. Sal had a run, bro. Salmons had a run. Sal had a run, bro. With Ben Gordon and Kirk and Young Derrick Rose, yes. You know what I mean? Sal had a run. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, Kirk Heinrich is probably the second best shooting guard in Bulls history, but he was a point guard, and we was just like, start guard. shooting. <laughs> I mean, technically, you could say Scottie Pippen was because, I mean, ain't that what they I moved to when Mike retired? Hey, I mean, that Tony Kukoc, baby. Uh, <laughs> we don't but I will lot. say this. I got to give a shout out to uh, to Steve-O because uh, Steve-O do be, uh, we be going at it sometimes, but he's speaking facts right now. Zach didn't have the same opportunities here. Like, he really just didn't. And DeMar is not. Same opportunities as far as what? To grow into the player that he wanted to develop into, like I feel that like he should have. Not true. I, I I really do feel like he once they got Demar, that was it. That was it. You're not you're not allowing him to be the guy anymore, because you can't you can't develop that. He got injured. 
DeMar had his nice run, and it's like you can't reel that back in at that well, point. It, it's like they couldn't exist. In I mean, point. he one one they both were existing at the same time with Lonzo. Yeah. He got injured. And right, like they they were, it wasn't Mr. Fourth Quarter in the beginning. It was they were the best fourth quarter duo in the NBA. Hey, y'all say Zach don't deserve it. Zach was here with the the Fred Hoyberg days. He deserves a shot. Listen, I don't care what anybody Zach got what he deserved. Zach yeah. got paid. He's got 250 got million there you go. for the yep. 15% trade kicker. He got <laughs> yeah. what he deserved. And it's like, AK's job to improve the team. Zach by the Levine way, didn't get the op- Like I, I don't believe that Zach Levine didn't get the opportunities because you know what? There were moments where Debo wasn't on the floor, and Zach Levine still wasn't our best player. There were moments where Zach Levine was on the floor with Debo and was the best player, and they gave him all the opportunity. And then they went into the next game and was like, "Keep shooting that thing." How you one for sixteen right now? Right, like that. Like That's it's fair. it's the up and downness of it. And to me. Like, I'm not, I don't think that they couldn't coexist. I think they can't coexist without Lonzo. Lonzo made that work, which it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't matter, but like it does. And you can see it. The 35 games, they were the best duo in the NBA. It had nothing to do with DeMar DeRozan. It was Zach Levine has a running mate. Mm-hmm. I, I, I Listen, a point guard changes a lot. I'll just say that. Well, the fact that it went from being a point guard to a bunch of dudes that could score. (laughs) Like, we don't have a point guard still. But the NBA don't really have point guards. Best point guard in the NBA is a center. uh, Tyrese Halliburton. What are you talking about? Tyrese Halliburton is the number one scoring option. He's not not, right. Like, the point guard position is two assists a game. He's the leading assist? Yeah. Yeah. 12 assists a game. But I mean, he does uh, everything got, for his team. I mean, that, that's kind of obvious. All right, we got a new one. We got one. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, listen, we got hey, an outline. A center is still your top five. Like that's that's that position don't exist the same anymore. Oh no, I'm with you. I'm just I'm just saying like the type of point guard we wanted. Yeah, I mean Tyrese is doing well, it. Tyrese well, Tyrese, well, listen, you know, a lot of threes like Lonzo right. was taking. Hey, um, <laughs> V Dog is reporting twenty minutes ago that Shams only two teams interested in Zach of the Lakers and the Seventy Sixers. So, to your point earlier about if we actually want to win now, those are actually the teams I'm only interested in because you're getting back players that are actually very good and competent to be win now players and Rui and. Um, What's his boy's name? The other Alex Caruso 2.0. I don't, I don't. Oh, you you're not getting Austin Reeves back. Reeves, <laughs> yeah. Who do, you, who, who do you get back from? Hey, 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 I would, I would love if they gave us Austin Reeves. I get Alex Caruso and Austin Reeves out of you. I boy. want that to be my starting backcourt, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you, no, no, seriously, what, what's the trade? The Sixers and the Lakers? The, yeah, the only two teams that could be interested in Zach right now. Sean, oh, Russell's going to be a bull. Who? D'Angelo Russell. See, I don't get that, though. Mm. Why would you want D'Lo? I don't know if I like that. I feel like D'Lo puts you in the same position as what you just had with Zach and Kobe. Or with Zach and DeMar. Like, D'Lo and Kobe going to occupy the same areas. Like, I don't... And you're not going to put D'Lo off of the bench. He's going to be your starting point guard. And and 
uh, Kobe's gonna be your starting two guard. Kobe's so not that means P. Will is not gonna be. Kobe's not a point guard. I don't care what nobody says. He's not a point guard. He is a, Kobe. Yeah, but he's, he's not a, a traditional. He, he's not a traditional point guard. He's a point guard for the modern era. Like, yeah. dog, it's nothing wrong with him just being a shooting guard. He is I a just, shooting guard. I, <laughs> like I, that's I, what he is. But what is Trey Young? Yeah, right. Trey like, Young is a point. Is an underside. First of all, timeout. Really back. Anybody that's Trey Young size is automatically going to be a point. Of, of course, huh? you can't you can't do anything like that's like by default he has. He ain't to got no choice. He can't be. He has no choice, dog. Yeah, Kobe White is six five. Kobe White's six five. He's he's shooting at a high clip and he's rebounding at a better clip. Well, that that's a good point. But the height wasn't my argument. The point is he's still a he's still a score first mentality point guard. But you still have many of those in the league, right? Like I feel like then you just got two score first mentality point guards, and I don't know if that's D'Lo's a better playmaker. He's just not. Eh. As good, he's not as good of a scoring threat. D'Lo's a eh. like. There's it, nothing wrong with that. Like I don't. Think I'm, I'm saying Kobe good. White is our are starting. We saying, two are we acting like D'Lo's a great playmaker? He's a better playmaker than than uh, Kobe. D'Lo's like six assists a game. Kobe's like four. D'Lo's six to six a game on a LeBron James led team. D'Lo's six assists a game for his career. Mm. He has several seasons where he averaged around eight. None. Which is not, it's not like he has no seasons <laughs> where he averaged anything by eight. You, really? You, you thought him, you thought he was cooking Whoa. in Brooklyn? <laughs> yeah, I think he did. You must be looking at it. D'Lo is a scorer. <laughs> he's always been a, a point guard, though. I wouldn't say he's always been a point guard, but he's always been a scorer. Think about every team you've thought of him on. Have you ever thought about him setting up the offense? Yeah. <laughs> I ain't never thought he was the offense. And Tim in the Timberwolves, he was maybe maybe Minnesota. There just was no offense in Minnesota, which was the main reason they was like, "We trying to get this dude out of here." <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like he wasn't a guy to build around. He was a piece. You had Cat. They was building around Cat. He was always a point guard. I never looked at him as he was oh, the this point guy guard. Going to be a scoring. Hey, hey. He's a guy who can set up the play and knock down an open shot. Was he the point guard on the team? Yes, but literally the reason they got rid of him because they was like, "Well, you got to be able to score the basketball, and you too inconsistent for us, and you don't do enough well." They bitched D'Lo at one point. I mean, I, I you got to think of it like this, Pat. I'm talking about a point guard that gives me nearly fifty percent from the field, forty percent from three. And six assists a game. I mean, that's fine. But what I'm saying is we're seeing Kobe White become that guy. Kobe White's assist numbers without Zach have gone up. Kobe mm -hmm. White's scoring without Zach has gone up. His rebounds have gone up. Like everything that D'Lo is, Kobe White is slowly becoming. Now, D'Lo's done it over a longer time. It's only been five games. I get it. But I... Nah, bro. Like, D-Lo ain't it for me. Because I just don't... I don't know how they coexist well together, right? Like, it feels like you're just putting pieces in there together and mm -hmm. rerunning the same experiments you just ran. Mm -hmm. And D-Lo, the type of player to give you 20, uh, 25 one night and then eight. <laughs> as long as he... As long as he gives me my assist numbers, I don't care what he give me as my point guard. Like, know, like, D-Lo... 
actually can't play point. I just look at Kobe hey, White hey, as a this scorer. Is, this is a great, this is a great statement by Shatown Javier. D'Lo on paper sounds much better than actually watching <laughs> D'Lo play every night. That's so true, bro. It's so true. Every time I I have one moment a game, I swear, why just be like, D'Lo, what you doing, bro? Where you going? What? Yeah, do be like that, don't you? I ain't gonna lie about that part. That, that part do be like, hey, dog, you could have did. I'm just, no, I'm like, just listen. still saying, like, hey, Kobe White is a scorer. Kobe White, no, he is a scorer. He's a, he's a scorer for That's his guard. Known for, yeah. So true. guess what? I want, I would love to have Kobe White not have to worry about the primary ball handling ability and let him focus more on, hey, being a scorer, like we yeah. did with Zach. Like that's, yeah. that's all it is because I know that that's what his forte is. When I have, when I put Kobe White in a position where he has to then set up the offense and then look for a shot, I'm not there yet with Kobe White. I'm just not. I would rather take take like share that that workload with some, another player and allow him and Demar to do what they do. That's just Alan dropping I, names. I forgot about Sadoransky. <laughs> Kobe should have been getting Sadoransky. the opportunity years ago. Instead, we we saw Sadoransky and Io. Io was actually a legitimate pick. Though. Io, In his rookie year, yeah, Io was I, the worst. I, 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 I don't know about Sadar. Well, I don't think Sadar and Io played was together. decent. Yeah, I don't. and Io didn't play together. No, I think that was Io's first year. Oh, no, I think that I was his rookie would, year. No, when did Io the Super come in the league? 2020, 2021? Io's been here in the league here. for four years. No, Io left the year before. I thought so. I might be wrong. Io was drafted in 2020. Yeah, I, Sato and Io never played together. Okay. Dane Pass, you call it Evo Kyler Murray. Yeah, kind of. I guess. I, I guess that's one way to take it. Like I don't. If I don't, we if we mix in the reference, I just don't. I don't. I don't see it being cohesive. Like like I feel like like you said, you you're running this back if you're getting somebody like D'Lo. Rui Hachimura is somebody that can come off the bench and be have an impact. I think. Or if you want to swap out, hey, out Rui, Rui. I, hey look, Rui, hey, Rui, I'm with Rui. Rui. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, hey, hey, JC. Rui yeah. is starting. I don't care what nobody. Hey, hey, oh, oh, you, you, this, okay, this so you want to go down that train? By the way, I just wanted to mention. I mean, Rui probably, Rui probably would start, but you also probably would have. He ain't starting over Pat. Well, you'll probably have Pat. At... <laughs> Are you crazy? <laughs> he ain't no. starting over Pat. <laughs> no, you will probably have Pat move to the three. <laughs> Deep. Where's Debo hey, gonna go? The two. Hey, hey, Pat. A uh, PK. Pat has. 17 points and five rebounds the other night. I just want to let you know. That. He had what? Who had what? He had 17. Let me see. What is his stat line again? I know hey, I just hey, seen hey. it. I was going to say, he definitely ain't got no 17 and oh, five. Oh, my bad. My bad. 15 points and seven rebounds. My bad. Still decent. Decent numbers. Hey, Rui Hachimura just won a, uh, a championship. <laughs> Hey, first of all, let's not even get into that. that, that hey, Rui Hachimura right. just got 500000 hey, in a better. Here's, here's the crazy it's thing, right? And, and we keep saying this, but you know, Debo Debo might not be a long term piece either, so we'll have that'll that'll be something to see. Because as far as we've heard, the Bulls and Debo ain't nowhere near on numbers or years. Mm. I'm not to tell y'all this is only it's only two things that go into a contract. <laughs> no numbers, numbers and years. Numbers and years. <laughs> Them the only two things that go into a contract. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna tell you, be honest with you, the tone I hear around Demar seems like the Bulls are trying to get him to a contender. Like that's I, the that's the I tone think, I get. Do y'all get that? No, I think the Bulls if really want to go Demar. I think Demar just think he's still you know 30 year old Demar and not 35 year old Demar. 
or 34, whatever he is now. <laughs> but I mean, he balling like he is. I mean, that's great. Yeah, you know I mean, like I, I'm not saying that that's the and and but are you gonna pay what what are you re-upping DeMar for more than what he's getting paid right now? Yeah, that's what the market is. Mm, yeah, that is a question mark. You're right. Hey, DeMar 35 a year. Easy. Easy? I wouldn't do that. Jalen Brown's getting 63 million a year. True. I understand the number money money is going up, but I, I don't I know. I mean, if, listen, I give you I'll a, put it I, like give this. You a I give you a two year, you know, sixty million dollar contract. I give I'm gonna Jordan give you two, now. I'm gonna give you two year 80 over two. I do that, right? Two sixty over yeah, two. Okay, I'll do that. 80 over I'll two is a lot of 40 million dollars a year. You giving him 40? No, I mean nah, he, he getting 30 or 30, 34 at the most. He getting 28 right now. So give him a six more million. Dog, come on, y'all. Hey, listen, first of all, it ain't our money. It's what the market is. That man is worth 40. That That's is true. He's worth I, 40. Yeah. I'm gonna see. give you two years in case the cases hey, go south. Hey, I don't I don't know if he's worth 40 because uh apparently the bulls don't think he's worth 40. Yeah, you know I mean, I like mean, maybe, maybe he is, but hey. The Bulls always operated 10 years behind in how money operate. You know, like, that's, that's how. Not Bulls really, because if you look at a lot of the contracts, all the deals that they signed are perfect for the new CBA. They the are. Bulls technically are operating ahead of schedule with everything, right? Because you got nobody on your team that really is taking up any percentage of the cap. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know, man. We'll see. Bulls say they want to win now. Win now is going to be interesting with this Bulls team. Let us know how you guys feel in the comments below. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. Leave that five-star review. Y'all know how we do. We'll be sitting here running our mouth. Uh, Burn ass. Are we doing a Chicago Bulls watch party? <sighs> Y'all want a watch party? I'm not going to lie. I, I just, I don't know. The, the idea of doing a watch party feels wrong to me after doing a live call for so long. Might well, be a person. happens in 30 minutes and uh, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. No. I <laughs> town said, yeah. We probably won't do one for this game, but if y'all rocking with watch parties, we might do them in the future. Let us know. I'll drop a poll. I'll drop a poll on uh on Instagram or on uh on Instagram in the community tab and and uh you know gauge the audience on uh us not doing play by play and just doing a watch party where we basically just kicking it, running our mouths and uh drinking. Ooh, we, uh, gotta, we gotta do one on Thursday. What's Thursday? Miami. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, you gotta do one for Ringo, you know. Yeah, man. By the way, shout out to him, man. Hope you shout out to Ringo. So you don't do live calls no more. No, if y'all didn't, uh, if y'all didn't hear, basically uh, the live calls are done because we don't want to get sued, baby. We've gotten too big, and uh, we don't want to get sued. Shy Town said, "Bulls games just ain't the same anymore." Hey, it is a weird feeling, bro. It is a weird feeling. I watched the Bulls game alone for the first time. Oh no! <laughs> now, granted, we won, so it felt better, but. <sighs> hey, dog! I'm gonna pull up. I'm gonna pull up for the game. Was it Saturday? It was a game Saturday. Who we play Saturday? We play Miami Saturday, don't we? Play Miami back to back, yeah. Mm. We'll pull up. We might as well just knock this out, man. Bring some beers. That's what Shit. we do. You know, alcohol is a must. I feel like I something's happening Saturday. I don't know. Hey, man, appreciate y'all for tuning in to show love. Hit that like button. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. One love, bear down, see red, all that good stuff, man. Peace. Peace. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.